I know that's going to be a big part of an upcoming card is this, this man. What was that, Macho Man Randy Savage? It happened so fast you can't even talk about it. Lucky person, yeah, out there somewhere is going to win a silver cloud. What a lucky, lucky, lucky person. And Tito Santana, if you go to the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship bout with the Macho Man Randy Savage and escape with your life, and still lose your belt. You are a lucky, lucky, lucky Tito. Yeah, that's what they're going to be calling you. Because comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Nothing but garbage, Gaina. And I'm talking inevitable. And I'm talking you can't hold that belt with me climbing through the ropes. Gene Okerlund right here is a crying cow. And I want you to give that to Tito Santana. Yeah, because things are just popping right now. Things are starting to cultivate. Things are starting to grow. I, I, things are getting real colorful. Oh, look at that roll. Just like the silver cloud Rolls Royce. I, I'm very Top curious. Top of the line. Wait a minute. Randy. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! You're listening to the sports show. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, now. Hey, bro, you're listening to the sports desk. New sports desk. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk. I'm your guy one more time, Dedrick L. Higgs Jr., one half of your sportsologist in studio. I'll be calling the other half of the sportsologist in just a minute. We'll be getting black here on the phone. Uh, black could make it in studio today, so <clears throat> we are rocking. So, of course, today, man, we're going to be talking about the AFC, the NFC Championship Games. We're going to be talking Super Bowl, a lot of NFL. Um, we're going to mix in with the NBA All-Star selections to, uh, towards the end of the show. And we're going to talk a little WWE. It is WrestleMania season. The Royal Rumble just took place this past Saturday night. I must say it was a phenomenal event. I enjoyed that pay-per-view uh, a lot. Probably one of the better pay-per-views I've seen in a while uh, from the WWE. But we're going to talk a little wrestling uh, to end off the show. Uh, but uh, before we get Black in here on the phone, um, let's talk, man. Let's talk. So this past weekend, word started circling that Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. was calling it quits. Uh, Adam Schefter, you know, he's always at the front of the line. He breaks the news. Probably 20, 30 minutes later, uh, Tom Brady, his father, Bruce Arians, the Buccaneers organization, they came out saying they have not heard that. Brady's father said, no, my son has not uh, uh, decided on anything. Brady, you know, spokesperson came out and said he is not even remotely close to making a decision. And I really feel bad that Brady is going through this. This is the greatest sports athlete in anything. In anything. Was he the most athletic? No. Is he the greatest winner? Yes. Is he one of the most fiercest competitors? Yes. When you look at what is a winner and who did it in an excellent way, you're going to look at Tom Brady. You're going to look at Michael Jordan. You're going to look at guys like LeBron James. You're going to look at guys, uh, uh, um, 
probably just those three. All right, these guys transcend sports. Serena Williams, uh, you know, guys like Rafael Nadal and Michael Phelps. You're talking about transcendent athletes who should be recognized as the best in anything related to sports. Tom Brady definitely uh, is in that category. But I hate that Tom is going through this because he deserved to do it his way. Ben Roethlisberger got to do it his way. Troy Aikman got to do it his way. Kobe Bryant got to do it his way. A lot of greats got to do it their way. Now, Tom is now in the crosshairs of the media. I just watched Sports Center before this show, and Sports Center was doing their Tom Brady retirement tribute. And it was trash. It was trash because we're all waiting to hear from Brady. All right. So I just think that, you know. I'm not going to sit here and give my congratulations to Tom yet because it's not official. The reports are out there, but it's not official. So guys like Adam Schefter and all these guys doing that report. And look, if y'all just so happen to hear this, shut up. Shut up. We know it's a big story. We know you want to get in front of it. But let Tommy do it his way because he's earned the right to do so. Now, if you're a true sports fan, you've seen the writing on the walls. It looks like Tom was going to wind it down. Tom doesn't sound the same on his podcast. He didn't sound the same in the media. You know, the way they went out in the playoffs on one of the most Herculean efforts I'd ever seen. It wasn't the first time we've seen it from Tom, but it was absolutely bizarre witnessing Tom almost come back and close the doors on the Los Angeles Rams. Ultimately, the Rams win. We know that. But you can see... The letdown on Tom, the, the 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 energy wasn't the same. So if none of this would elite and Tom would retire, we all probably said, yeah, we kind of saw a 22-year career coming to an end. So I said all that to say, we will indeed have a special edition for Tom Brady, but we're not going to do it until Tommy lets the world knows what he's going to do. I said all that to say that I absolutely hate it for Tom. I hate that Tom has to go out in this way with the media. But in these days with social media and everything else, what else are you supposed to do? There's a rat in the Tom Brady camp. Somebody let this news out about Tom retiring. And they got to figure out who's doing this, man. Because Adam Schefter didn't get this from nowhere. Who was it? Who was so close to Tom Brady to let this out. Somebody on Twitter said it was Giselle. Giselle did it. And Giselle said, I'm, I ain't waiting no more. Hell, I'm going to tell him that you're retiring. So um, we know it wasn't Giselle, but it's somebody in his camp who let it be known. So until we hear from the GOAT, the greatest of all time, the greatest football player ever, probably the greatest competitor in professional sports ever, until we hear from him and he says it the way he wants to say it and he let it be known the way he be known, Everybody just chill. Schefter, shut up. Glazer, shut up. Everybody who's reporting it, just relax. Y'all have y'all chance to talk and talk and give tribute after tribute after tribute. All right. So shout out to Tom Brady, man. Look forward to hearing from Tommy, even if he retires or if he's coming back from year 23. Let the man do what he wants to do and how he wants to do it, because if no one has earned it, he has definitely earned that right. All right, man. So yeah, I just want to have I just want to get it off my chest, man, because I just really didn't appreciate um 
How it's going down with Tom. I just didn't appreciate that. Now, before we get black in here, man, I got to make a phone call. I got to make a quick phone call. And I hope this brother answers because he got some explaining to do to me. Some explaining to do. Not to me, just to a lot of people. Yo. Uh, uh, Freddie Briggs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Freddie Briggs. How are you, sir? Oh, man. I'm doing... Okay. Did we catch you at a bad time? It don't matter. Okay. So, Fred, I just want to let you know that you are opening up the sports desk. Oh, wow. We have not done top five. We have not done anything. Now, Fred, uh, you know, we've been doing this show for a couple years now. We're uh 161 episodes in. Mm -hmm. And, Fred, for the first time, I have gotten requests from our supporters to make sure that we give you a call. Fred, people have DM'd me on Twitter and said, please make sure you call Freddie Bricks into the sports desk because we want to hear from Dog. Cedric Tyrone Carpofar has blown my phone up all day long. And he said he will not listen to the sports desk if you are not on it this week. <laughs> now, Freddie Bix, let's go ahead and get to it. Like I said, we, we are opening up the show. I ain't talked about nothing. Okay. Now, Fred, <laughs> yesterday, I'm going to put our business out on the street. We were uh-huh. part of a group chat with Cedric Tyrone Carpofar. Uh-huh. And you vehemently, <laughs> vehemently, Secured a win for the Kansas City Chiefs on multiple occasions. Now, Fred, I am going to go to some of the text messages that you said in this chat. And I quote from Freddie Briggs in this chat with Cedric Farr. Freddie Briggs said, put them Chief Nikes up. Put them them Bengals Nikes uh, back in the box. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to get it done. This game is over easy. I mean, Fred was just going on an absolute tear. Yeah, sure was. <laughs> Jinx and the Kansas City Chiefs, who ultimately fell to Cool Joe Bossborough and the Cincinnati Bengals. Freddie Briggs, I'm going to open up the floor to you, sir. Number one, how do you uh-huh. feel after your um, predictions absolutely went down the toilet? And number two, mm-hmm. what a performance by Joe Burrow and the Bengals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great. Uh, great performance. He is very far ahead than I thought he would be. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I, I, it's just something I wasn't prepared for. Uh, <laughs> all of this makes me sad because he's sure. in his second year yeah. uh, with a rookie quarterback. You know what I mean? And it's something like I, I just wasn't really able to watch football without being mad this weekend because of the Jaguars. <laughs> so, like overall, that is how I truly felt. No matter who won, right? Um, you know, I will be announcing. You know, whenever we do the state of the Jaguars, I sure. will be picking. You know, like how the college athletes do that, get the hats. Oh, signing and they pick day. a new team. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if if the Jags <laughs> don't do what I need them to do, I will be picking a new team, college style. So I'm okay. wearing my options. I mean, I, I, of course, you know, I roll with the Chiefs, but I. I need to officially, you know what I'm saying? I need to officially see who my team is going to be. And it's actually just be a good old hometown team. You know, okay. good, cute, okay. you know what I mean? Good, cute hometown team just to look at. And, sure. you know, if I want to go to an NFL pro game, I can, you know. Pull <laughs> but I back to Joe Burrow. Uh, now, yeah, now, he's now, great. Before like, you go you on, know, 
But okay. can we guarantee that you will make that exclusive breaking news <laughs> announcement on the sports list? Can you guarantee that right now? Of course, I do it in video. Like I, I do it live. <laughs> okay, go ahead, friend. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But the Bengals. I mean, look, the Bengals are on that list. Like I got a list of eight teams right now. It's like you know, I'm like, listen, I need a good ten years of football, bro. Sure. Like I'm, I'm making a smart decision. Right. So like Joe Burrow them is definitely on that list. He got the swagger. Yep. They got the receivers. I mean, it's, I mean, if he win this Super Bowl, I oh mean, I just, God. I mean, like, what oh the hell, God. man? Oh my God. We got to have some real conversation if he pulled this off. Yes, if he won the Super Bowl like that early, and 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 he's he he was able to do. It's this thing about great quarterbacks yeah. like your Mannings and your um Aaron Rodgers. Like yeah. when they in these spots, sometimes they trying to make that big play. They don't forgot everything they ever known. I mean, oh yeah, Mahomes don't win this whole playoffs without throwing a pass over twenty yards, Back. and he get in the situation where he I guess he thought he was supposed to beat this team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He got. Arrogant, and I mean those let the let the end of the fourth quarter, Man. um, and over it was just terrible. It was bad. I mean, he looked like Aaron Rodgers. Oh you know what God. I'm saying? Like, in the, and I never thought I would see him lose composure that way. Right. But and to see Joe Burrow, you know, this young second year in the league, right, or whatever, he just he just has composure through those times. Right. Yeah, he's probably the closest to like maybe a Tom Brady. You know that we gonna see because that that's really what separates Tom from the rest of these guys yeah. composure in, yeah. in the in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Joe Burrow has that trait, and that's the best one of the best traits you can have as a quarterback, man. It's an intangible that you can't speak on. It's an intangible that yeah. you can't teach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got it or yeah. you don't. Yeah. You so I like said, I'm not a hater. You know what I'm saying? I'm proved wrong. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know, say it. You won't hear him say it for two, three weeks. You know what I'm saying? You get wrong, but me, you know, I'm a crown. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm a crown, whoever next. So, like, Joe Burrow, he he proved me all the way wrong. He been proving me wrong this whole playoffs. Yeah, man. So, let me ask you something, man. Um, I woke up this morning, and um, usually when you wake up in the morning, you know, you might have something important on your mind. Yeah. But I I didn't. I woke up this morning, and the first thought that came to my brain cells uh-huh. was, my God, Joe Burrow is 2-0 against Pat Mahomes, and he's 2-0 against him in the last five weeks of my life. <laughs> yeah. Now, friend, let me, let, me, let me just set it up for you, bro. Five mm-hmm. weeks ago, the Chiefs were at the Bengals. Do you yeah. know what was on the line that game? Well, for the Chiefs, it was the number one seed. And for the uh-huh. Bengals, it was the AFC North Championship. Bengals win. 38-35, something like that. Joe Burrow takes care of him because they needed that win. Yeah. And five weeks later mm-hmm. in the AFC Championship game, to mm-hmm. cash your ticket to the Super Bowl, <laughs> Joe Burrow again knocks yeah. off Patty Mahomes. Yeah. Now, Fred, me and you are two of the biggest Patrick Mahomes fans there are. Uh-huh. But Fred, I'm shook into my core. How about you? I, I I I think a big thing with the Chiefs is it, outside of this last game, like even with Cheetah, like a lot of these guys aren't they, they did for the Bills game, but for the weapons that they have, Travis Kelsey, like a lot of these guys 
aren't making some of the plays when they need to be made. Like, I don't know if the defense is scheming so well against them now to where it's like we're not seeing that same explosiveness. And you look at the Bengals, Joe Burrow, I mean, don't get me wrong, but you got Mixon who's playing amazing right yeah, now. Man. You know what I'm saying? You got Jamar Chase who has the most – who the um, 2000 – not true, that's Cooper Cup. But he um has broke the rookie record, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for- DVRs throughout the regular season yep. and the playoffs. You know what I mean? Higgins, like they they got some boys. Boy, and, yep. and most of them young. Even they O line line. I know they O line get a lot of hit. Them boys young. Go check the ages on a lot of them offensive yeah, linemen. Like they were Yeah, you know, a lot of them play. I think one of them played with Joe Burrow in college. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think Joe Burrow's team and his Damn. defense, like they really they stepping up for him, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good team for a long time, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like they are good. They Jeff don't they got just no Jefferson's for the Rams. I'm tripping. Yeah. This gonna be a good Super Bowl. Like this, this is gonna be better than like now that I step back and look at this Bengals team with all of these weapons and especially mixing. Mixing is the difference, like because they can run the ball, man. He's like a big factor. Yeah, like overtime. That's all. That's what they did in overtime. Like they 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 they, they um. Uh, your boy Burrow ain't even have to explain that bitch. Like, just handed it to uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah. And he got the job done. You know what I mean? So his team is showing up for him in these playoffs yep. in a way that I don't think the Chiefs are showing up for Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes saved that team against the Bills. And, and this he time, he did. It, it was just hard. Now, it's on him. You got to generate some second half points, man. But oh, man. Andy Reid let, let the Chiefs down. Patrick Mahomes yep, yep, let Andy the Reed, down. Yep. Yeah, and yep. Andy Reid got too cute yesterday. I he was did. not a fan of what Andy Reid was calling and what he was doing. And then mm-hmm. the one thing I saw in Patrick Mahomes that I have not seen his entire career, mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes was tight in that second half. Yeah. Pat Mahomes was yeah. nervous in that second half. Yeah. And you know what it got me thinking, man? For the rest of for the rest of football existence, we shouldn't even compare nobody to Tom Brady ever again. I don't <laughs> care if they come out like Joe Burrow is doing. I don't care what they do. Yeah, Tom Brady yeah. played played twenty two years, bro. Yeah. So even though these quarterbacks are, this is just a, this is just an affirmation of how great these young players are becoming when they're coming fresh out of college. We right. just got to stick to that. Look what's right, around right. us: Burrow, right. Mahomes, Herbert, uh, uh, who Josh Allen. I mean, look at the quarterbacks that are coming into the league. Yeah, like it's yeah. just greatness all around. But we can't even have conversations and put goat status or none of that. Now, don't get me wrong. Pat Mahomes unanimous MVP in his second year, Super Bowl. He done been a full straight. I mean, come on, we I understand the conversations. But yesterday, oh, yeah. but yesterday, I said that's enough for the conversations. Pat yeah. Mahomes, he now has some proving to do because yeah. he let cool boss Joe. Yeah. Come in there with them all white stank bangles uniforms <laughs> and get them boys out of here. And they was there 21 3. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to yeah, stop it. Was, yeah. Yeah. That for the offense that powerful to be up that many points. Unacceptable. Um, I don't know if they didn't take them boys as serious or they maybe got up early and thought, okay, this is a true testament of how we play, but like they was up like that on them the last game. I yeah, mean, it, they was up 14 you know, nothing. correct. They was up 14 yeah. nothing the last game. Yeah, so it's two halves, man. Like, man, it's terrible. I'm losing sight that it's two halves to this thing. Yeah. You know and the Bengals been disrespected in these playoffs. I mean, they was a plus seven underdog in this game. So any betters out yeah. there who put plus seven on the Bengals, congratulations. I mean, right. they right now a plus four and a half underdog going into the Super Bowl. More disrespect. 
You know, so um, for what the Bengals are doing, it is just exceptional. And deep down inside, man, a part of me, I want to see Ramsey and OBJ, them get a ring, and Aaron Donald. I want to see them boys, you know, get a ring. But let me tell you something, bro. I really, really am infatuated with seeing if cool Joe Burrow can really get this done. Yeah. And what would this do to the NFL? Like, yeah. that's more interesting to me. If Joe Burrow and the Bengals can win this, what would this do to the NFL, bro? I, I what... think the, of the mediocre quarterbacks would be out of the way. Like, I don't think the Titans are wasting five years on no way. No you way. know what I mean? I, I, I think that anyway, whether they win or not. Like, there's just no way no that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be able to win that game in the playoffs yesterday when you got Aaron Donald pissed off. Yes, yelling he was. At sideline saying enough is enough like yes, yes. if you ain't yes. got a quarterback on the other side of that you, you you're not winning that game yeah you did <laughs> you're not winning it so you did. You did. I, I think that's gonna be the thing to come out of all of this like every team got to look at themselves in the face and say okay we need a competent coach and we need a competent quarterback if yep. we want to do anything or we just playing jv football like uh, yeah you yeah you said that last week so that's a great quote from you by the way the jv football <laughs> yeah the jv football quote well fred um, any parting remarks uh, out there to any of our supporters who have mm. been itching and begging you to explain yourself with mm. they matter of fact one particular person said you're the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs lost they said <laughs> they said you jinxed the Kansas City Chiefs and they want to hear an explanation and of course you have any parting words for our college football correspondent Cedric Tyrone Koppel Farr <laughs> I mean, we know the uh, front runner couple, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we already know his style. You know Absolutely. I mean? <laughs> listen, when they, listen, when they do it, you know, there's never been a, a guy in this business, you know what I mean, that has proven me wrong. And I went back and, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to stand up and say, yo, I didn't think you were capable of this. And yeah. you were. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that you know, and I probably did jinx them, man. I'm I'm a I'm a true Jaguar fan from a, a loser organization. You know what I'm saying? With loser ownership, you know. So maybe I brought that loserism with me, and I apologize to the Chiefs fans. I'm gonna do a, a lot of thinking about my next team. I'm listen, man. Like, I don't know when you're trying to do the state of the Jaguar thing, but I'm I need at least 20 minutes yeah. unblocked. Say no more. Say no more. We, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we waiting on the Jaguars. That's why we didn't get the show yet. We waiting on them. The only team in the league who 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 interviewed 60 candidates. Like, I've never seen this in my life. So we just waiting on the Jaguars. But yes, I can guarantee you 20, 30, 40, whatever you need, sir. Because I have a feeling that this could be a top three moment in sports desk. <laughs> History. Yeah. If yeah. this thing don't go the way you need it to go. Yeah. Got a lot. Have a lot. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, all right, Fred. Yeah, we definitely wanted to switch it up, man, and call you to open up the show. So we appreciate uh, you uh answering the phone and chopping it up with, with us once again, man. Of course, you know we'll be talking to you very, very, very soon. All right, no problem, man. Go all Joe right, Burrow. Yeah, all right, man. Be easy. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> All right, man. So that was a great Freddie Ricks, the great Freddie Ricks, man. We had to get him in here to open up the show. Let's go ahead and get Black in here, man. Uh, Black was out last week, but we got him via telephone today calling in to the show. And we're going to get into uh, a lot of topics. A lot of topics today. A lot of topics. 
I still can't believe the Chiefs lost. So crazy. Yo. Black. What's up, man? What's going on? How you doing? Doing good, man. Good, 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 man. Welcome, welcome, man. Welcome back to the sports desk, my guy. Man, I'm happy to be back, man. Happy to be on with you. Yes, sir. So, um, before we called you in, um, the the <laughs> before I before I called you, I've had several requests throughout the day and yesterday to call Freddie Briggs, or our listeners would not listen to us anymore because they wanted Freddie Briggs to explain himself because they believe he jinxed the Kansas City Chiefs on yesterday. So uh, oh, wow. we called Freddie Bricks to open up the show, and uh, it was a great moment in Sports Test history. Looking forward for you to hear that back, man. It was pretty good. Oh, pretty yeah. good. I, can't, I can't wait to hear that. I can't Absolutely. Wait that. <laughs> All right, Black Man. So we got a, we got a, you know, this is not going to be a traditional sports day. So we got a few topics we're going to get into, man. And then we're going to wrap this thing up. Episode 161 of the Sports Desk. Black, let's go ahead and jump into Championship Sunday. Championship Sunday yesterday, the AFC, NFC Championship games. Two great games. Let's start off with the AFC. Black, the Cincinnati Bengals. Cool boss Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase, that defense, that coach, Zach Taylor. I mean, these guys did it. They did it. Knocking off the heavily favored Kansas City Chiefs at home. Cashing their ticket to the Super Bowl. Black, what are your thoughts on the game? And what's just your overall assessment, man, of realizing that, dang, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, man, it, 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 it's exciting. For me, it's, it's very exciting. I wanted some fresh blood, man, to go to the Super Bowl. I, I'm one of the ones that be tired of seeing the same old Joe in the Super Bowl. And it's good that we got uh, the young upstart Cincinnati Bengals. In the Super Bowl, and man, the things that they've been able to accomplish this year, and getting the position that they that they were in to play Kansas City and beat Kansas City and get in the Super Bowl, it's a big deal. Uh, and I think that them being in the Super Bowl, man, is is gonna it's gonna raise a lot of a lot of attention. Let me say so: it's a lot of attention, a lot of eyes gonna be on Cincinnati Bengals because no one expected them to be there. No one expected them to be in the Super Bowl, but as the season went on, the better and better they got. And then in the playoffs playing the way that they played, people start having a thought. I'm pretty sure people had a thought in their mind, could they really make it? And I was one of those ones, man, and they did it. But the the game overall, man, it was a great football game. For me, I seen Kansas City come out guns blazing. And I was like, well, man, it's just hard to believe Cincinnati will go out. Go out like this, you know, and I think a lot of people thought, oh, man, Kansas City from the runaway with this, got my home to another Super Bowl, but whatever adjustments got made in that football game for the second half, it, that was great coaching because Pat Mahomes and that offense wasn't allowed to do what they normally do. They were held to under 100 yards in the second half of the football game. And to only and to only allow three points, you got to give a lot of credit to that Bengals defense, man. I know Joe Joe Burrow made some timely throws and he had some timely catches by all three receivers uh, for Cincinnati, and uh, that also played a major part in it. But for me, that defense stood up, and it's the same thing that we got in Week 17. Kansas City was up by 11 points at halftime. Cincinnati found a way to win that football game. 
And we just seen the same story over again, this time it being for a trip to the Super Bowl. But um, hats off to that defense. Hats, hats off to Joe Burrow, staying cool, calm, collected. You know, being, being the quarterback to get his team in position to win that football game. And then even most when it counted, they had to rock off. They had to rock off to Joe Mixon, and Joe Mixon didn't really do anything that whole game. But when it was when it was on the line, he came he came to life on that last, last drive mm-hmm. and let them down the field, kick the field goal. Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl, man. So yeah. I'm excited for the Bengals. Yeah, for me, man. Um, I said this probably before the playoffs started, or maybe after that Week 17 win, that Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback in this league. And he more than validated that in these playoffs. Did I expect Joe Burrow and the Bengals to make it to the Super Bowl? I did not. I did believe that they had an outside chance of making the AFC Championship game. Was I stunned that they beat the Tennessee Titans? I was not. But what happened yesterday, I was super stunned by it. And two things in particular. The first thing is the poise and the calmness of that Bengals team. They were down 21 to nothing or 21 to three. And they kept their composure. And the momentum changed in this game right before half when they scored that touchdown. I mean, just a mm-hmm. just just you you felt something. If you were watching that game, you felt like, uh-oh, like the Bengals, they just really turned the momentum, but they're still facing the Kansas City Chiefs. This high-powered offense, Pat Mahomes been the best quarterback in football the last three to four years. Ain't no way they're going to come back and beat the Chiefs. But I think everybody felt something. And then in the second half, something that we haven't seen from the Chiefs since the Alex Smith days. We have we didn't see the Chiefs make no adjustments. There was no adjustments made at halftime. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator. There were there was nothing done to counteract what the Cincinnati Bengals did. The Cincinnati Bengals ran two different game plans in the first half and the second half. Where was the the changes from the Kansas City Chiefs? That's number one. Number two, Patrick Mahomes blew this game. Patrick Mahomes is the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs are not going to the Super Bowl. I know the Bengals defense played lights out. I know the Bengals defense were where they where they were supposed to be when they needed to be there. I understand that. But look at the mistakes Mahomes made yesterday. Those were self-inflicted. The traveling all over the field, the whoops and the circles and all, that was that's unnecessary. Look at the runs Joe Burrow made, and look at the runs Patrick Mahomes made. Every time Joe Burrow ran, he was going straight forward. Straight forward. Look at the interceptions that Patrick Mahomes threw off his back foot, just throwing it. Why would you throw the Tyreek Hill in double coverage? He five foot five. Mm-hmm. He five foot five. Travis Kelsey, did he even play in the second half? Did he even play? <laughs> Nicar Hartman, did he even play in the second half? Did Kyle, Kyle Edwards Hilaire touch the ball at the backfield? And it's like, I mean, just total meltdown from the Kansas City Chiefs. This is on Andy Reid. This is on Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is supposed to be that guy. Pat Mahomes is supposed to be the reason, and he still is. Don't get me wrong. I'm not downgrading Mahomes in any way. But Mahomes, he just got outplayed. He got outdueled. And he's the reason why his team is going to the house. Joe Burrow 
uh, and, and the in the Cincinnati Bengals, they came in poised, even down 21 to 3. And the coaching staff made tremendous adjustments. And because of that, and because and then check this out. The Chiefs won the toss in overtime. They got the ball first. So everybody and their mama said what? What did everybody and their mama say when the Chiefs won the toss? Oh, this over. It's over with. <laughs> it's over with. But the Bengals, they defense, no, 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 it's not over with. They were where they were supposed to be. They made keep Eli Apple should have ended that thing on the first pass. If yeah, Eli Apple would have grabbed that pick, that's pick six to the house untouched. So I was very surprised at the meltdown from the Chiefs. I'm not downgrading Patrick Mahomes. I get it. You know, a lot of people forget Tom Brady went a whole decade without getting to the Super Bowl. A lot of people forget that. In 22 years, Tom Brady had a decade where he didn't win a Super Bowl. So it happens. It happens. But Tom, now Patrick Mahomes in the position where he now has something to prove. And we're going to touch on him in a minute going into the next season. But congratulations to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bagels. This man is legit. This man is the truth. He's a 24-year-old second-year quarterback in the NFL. He's been through so much. And, this, and, and Ohio is blessed to have him. They had LeBron, and now they got Cool Joe. Just an absolute beautiful situation for that organization. And one more stat for you back before I kick it back to you. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are undefeated in playoff games in college in the NFL. Man, oh man. Jamar, I'm going to say it again. Jamar Chase and, Pat, and uh, Joe Burrow are undefeated in playoff games when they're teammates. Come on, man. This is one of the most special, magical things we're seeing. Black, I want to kick it back to you, man. The Cincinnati Bagels as a whole. Joe Burrow comes back from a gruesome injury last year against Washington. Some doctors said it was one of the worst leg injuries they had ever seen. Joe came back, uh, 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 you know, before schedule. Strong, played the whole season, didn't miss any time. We saw him back at LSU in that magical run that he had. But, Black, just speak on Joe Burrow and what he's done for this organization in just a mere two years, bro. Two years. Yeah. I I know that it's different, but, man, just think about this. Just like LeBron, Joe Burrow is homegrown. Yeah, he's he from he's yeah, a Cincinnati, yeah. Ohio team. Yeah, he's from there, yeah. He lives he lived 35 miles away. He grew up 35 miles away from that football stadium. Yeah. So, it's like... Man, when we see greatness from LeBron being from Akron, Ohio, and then going to the Cleveland Cavaliers and delivering the championship, and then you got Joe Burrow Man. up in Cincinnati. Just imagine if he can deliver a, a, um, a Super Bowl to Cincinnati. Like, how amazing would that be? Crazy, man. And the thing, the thing that gets me, you just said something, and I don't even know if you realize what you said. The kid just turned 24 years old, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. man is 24 years old going to going to play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He is he is what two years removed from yeah. a national championship in college football? Yeah. Like yeah. It's success, success. But you know what the success the success comes from? It's confidence. Yes. His poise, his yes. moxie. Yes. I mean just everything about Joe Burrow. Yes. We seen we seen Joe Burrow his first year at LSU. We was like, man, Joe, Joe Burrow don't look like he all that. He should have stayed at Ohio State. He should have came to the SEC. 
but we see the development and shout out and a, and a lot of people don't speak on this guy but he 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 needs to be spoken about because he helped Joe Burrow a lot. Joe Brady. Joe Brady is responsible for what we're getting from, from, uh, from Joe Burrow. To work with him at LSU his second year and de- deliver what they delivered to LSU, like one of the greatest football seasons we've seen from a quarterback, and then go to the league and work with another offensive mind and Zach Taylor, like, it doesn't get any better than that. Like, Cincinnati struck gold drafting him number one. Absolutely. Gold. Absolutely. And this is just the beginning of the process. It's just the beginning of the process and he's going to the Super Bowl. So I'm excited for Joe Burrow, man. He deserved everything he did. And Joe Burrow, I think he's going to raise a lot of conversations with this young group of quarterbacks, up-and-coming quarterbacks we're talking about here. You're going to have to be talking about Joe Burrow a lot, especially if he can deliver a Super Bowl in his in his what second year to the Cincinnati Bengals? Oh, yeah, that I mean he, he don't even have to deliver. He don't have to deliver the Super Bowl. He don't. Yeah. I said it. I said it a few weeks back. He's a top five quarterback in this league. Mm-hmm. So the, the the group of young quarterbacks they are great. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, uh, uh, uh himself. I mean, it's it, Lamar. I mean, you have a healthy group of quarterbacks. But Joe Burrow Ooh. has ascended into another type of class. Joe Burrow is a mm-hmm. winner. He's going to be up there in the class with Patrick Mahomes. He's up there. The upper echelons of quarterback play is Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow because they are winners. Josh Allen hasn't been to a Super Bowl. Justin Herbert hasn't even been to the playoffs. It's J- Lamar Jackson hasn't been to a conference championship game. Go on and on and on. Joe Burrow is in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has been to two and he has a ring and he has an MVP. So the only reason why Joe Burrow is not a top two quarterback in this league, which he very well might be at the beginning of next year, is because you still got guys like Aaron Rodgers around. You still got guys, you know, Tom Brady hasn't officially retired, but we got to believe that Tom is hanging it up. Those are those are the two other guys who are making Joe Burrow not a top two quarterback. Right now, mm-hmm. so the the cream of the, the the young boys, the young quarterbacks in the game, yeah, great group. But Joe Burrow is the best at that bunch, and he's in the same conversation to me now as Patrick Mahomes because you don't do what Joe did and you just go back to the middle of the pack. No, cool Joe's here to stay, buddy. He's yeah, here to yeah, stay. Cool. He's he definitely gonna be around, man. And I just it's just it's just crazy to think about Joe Burrow because we always and even in his college days we always see the swag we always see the oh, confidence. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's like he just and it's like it's just translated. Yep. Over to the NFL, and I'm pretty sure a few people are like, oh, it's gonna take Joe Burrow a few years. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nah, uh-uh. Well, I wa- I was watching <laughs> Undisputed. I was watching Undisputed today, and they made some great points. Shannon Sharp kind of broke down their. I mean, Skip Bayless broke down their roster, and we're so infatuated with Joe's doing. Skip Bayless named off the roster, man. And what Joe has around him, Joe got a lot of talent, a lot of young talent around him. Did you know that every starter on the defensive side of the football is a third-round pick or higher for the Bengals right now? Third-round pick or higher for that defense. On the offensive side of the ball, for the receivers – the lowest wide receiver pick, I think it was Boyd. Boyd is a uh, third-round pick, but he was like the second pick in the third round. 
The offensive mm-hmm. line, the oldest offensive lineman is 24 years old. 24. Mm-hmm. So Joe got a lot of un... Well, these guys are unknown right now, but most of this team were drafted in the third round and higher. What a what a what a uh, 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 group of talent to have around you and get it done. Because a lot of people think Joe playing with a bunch of nobodies. No, that's not the case here. Joe got young talent. But Joe is the leader of that young talent, and they following Joe. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase is unguardable. Unguardable. He is an animal and an alien of another planet. He's up there with the freaks of the game. He's up there with guys like Tyreek Hill, who has crazy speed. He's up there with guys like DeAndre Hopkins, who can catch a peanut out of the sky. He's up there with Devontae Adams, who has unbelievable strength and quickness. Jamon Chase is a freak, bro. And I see I see why Les Miles was fired from LSU. Because they Les Miles told Jamon Chase that he needed to be a cornerback. Wow. A cornerback. And Jamon Chase mm. almost didn't go to LSU because a Les Miles told him if he can't LSU, he would be a quarterback. Thank God for Coach O. Thank God for Coach O. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, yeah, Joe got a great group of talent around him, led by him and Jamal Chase. Just exceptional for the Cincinnati Bagel. And congratulations. Congratulations once again to Joe Burrow, Jamal Chase, and the Cincinnati Bengals as they get ready to head to Los Angeles, uh, California for the Super Bowl. We lost Black. I'm sure he'll be calling right back in a second. Um. Uh, so yeah, congratulations to the Bengals, man. Just unbelievable. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they'll be back. They got some retooling to do. They got some things that they got to do, man. They got some things that they got to do. Andy Reid got some things he need to do. They and uh, Sorensen, the safety, get him out of the league. They tell me he was on the practice squad. Get him out of the league. Get Sorensen out of the league. This man was god awful yesterday. Jesus, have you ever seen the safety that was so trash? We got Black caller back in. Black. Now I don't know how I lost you. My fault. Are <laughs> right, you back on? All right. All right, Black. Now that you're back on, man, let's head to the NFC and the NFC Championship game with the Los Angeles Rams did it. They finally prevailed, ending the streak against the San Francisco 49ers. Sean McVay, Matt Stafford, Donald, Ramsey, these guys got it done. OBJ, the Los Angeles Rams defeat the San Francisco 49ers who have just been outstanding in these playoffs, 20 to 17 to head to the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Just an absolute body bag of a game, bloodbath of a game. Black, what are your thoughts, man? The Rams, all of the hype, all of the additions. You picked these guys to go to the Super Bowl in your preseason pig. Matter of fact, you picked them to win this whole thing. How do you feel yeah. today, Black, with the Los Angeles Rams heading to the Super Bowl? And show your love for the 49ers and Debo Samuels. What a hellacious effort to try to get into the Super Bowl, man. Well, it was a great game, man. You know, I'm ecstatic that my pick is still alive. My pick yes, they are. Yes, they but, are. But, man, uh, it was a lot of concern about the Rams leading to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, Rams always played good. You mm-hmm. know, first half of football came out, they they supposed to do, but they always found a way yep. to lose a lead or 
something happens. We've seen it against San Francisco the last week of the season. Yep. And believe it or not, <laughs> Tom Brady, I hope we're pulling off a comeback. Yep. But, you know, they found a way to get down the field and kick a field goal to win that game. But um, yesterday, yesterday, what you said, I have to agree with you. That was just a, a physical, physical football yes. game yesterday. Yes, yes, Like, uh, we, we got blessed to have two great football games yesterday. But that's that yes. yes. That's the type of game you get with two teams that don't like each other. Oh, man. Rivals. True they rivals. Already play, they, they already play each other uh, twice in the regular season. Then you have to see them in the playoffs for a trip to go to the Super Bowl. So you know oh, yeah. it, was a, it was a lot of hate in, uh, uh, going on yesterday. But, man, both of these defenses played well. Uh, yes. Shout out to Matthew Stafford. 13 seasons in the league, D, and found a way going to L.A. And he was one of the guys we always thought about and looked at. Well, he had never played for a Super Bowl in Detroit. We didn't know what was going to happen with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. We, we didn't know him to be this great thrower of the football while he was in Detroit, and he had an awesome weapon weapon in uh, Calvin Johnson. But for him to be able, for the Rams to be able to give up a couple first-round picks to get him to L.A., man, and be able to put him in a position that now they get ready to go play for a Super Bowl, it's amazing. Aaron Donald, I love what I saw from Aaron Donald and those guys, man. Pumping up their defense, man. That's what your leaders need to do in games like this. These guys have been to a Super Bowl before. It may not be the the whole entire team that was there the first time, but your leaders need to show up for you. Your guys said that know what it takes to get to a Super Bowl. That's what they need to do. That's what we saw from Aaron Donald and those guys. Even Von Miller. Von Miller won a Super Bowl and an MVP. So he knows what it takes to get to a Super Bowl. So it was good to see that defense come alive when they needed to. Like you said, a lot of smash mouth football back and forth, but down the stretch, the Rams made them plays that they needed to make to win this football game. Yeah, man. Um, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. Ramsey, happy for him. OBJ, happy for him. Uh, Aaron Donald, happy for him. Uh, McVay's genius is just on display here for making the gutsy move. Uh, the ownership and the GM and McVay getting Stafford there. I mean, McVay said it, man. He said this is the piece that we need to get back to where we want to be and for us to win a championship, and he's been proven right so far. Uh, shout out to the San Francisco 49ers, man. Debo Samuels, Bosa, Warner. Like, these guys are just absolute ball players, man. And right on schedule, as the whole world probably predicted, Jimmy Garoppolo just could not get them there. Garoppolo yeah. has been game. He's been tough. He's been playing hard. Garoppolo has been a leader for this team. But it shows time and time again, if you don't have that guy at quarterback, you don't win Super Bowls. You don't. It's an anomaly for guys like Trent Dilfer who won a Super Bowl. It's an anomaly for a guy like Brad Johnson to win a Super Bowl. Do you know what Brad Johnson and Trent Dilfer had? They only had the greatest defenses of all time on the other side of that ball. So, uh, other than those two guys, you got to have a guy who can get it done. Now, Matthew Stafford, he almost threw the game away several times yesterday. He threw a costly interception in the first quarter to Ward, and then he almost threw a game-ending interception to, uh, I forget the safety name for the 49ers in the fourth quarter, but he dropped it. But he dropped it. Mm -hmm. So, it was almost a close call on both sides, but the one thing that I always remember about this game Aaron Donald calling the team together. You never see this from Aaron Donald. Never. 
calling team together, standing in the front of that circle and pouring his heart out, leading, being an example of what this team needs to do to get this win. And they ultimately got it done. Physical game, barbaric game. Um, just something of, of, of ch- this is what championship game should be like we saw yesterday. That's, that was, that's a championship fight. And that's what that game was. Um, and like I said, man, you know, the Rams got the talent. The Rams should be here. And the last two weeks, them beating the Bucks, them beating the 49ers, that's what championship teams are made of. They got it done. They got it done, and now they are getting the chance to stay home and play in the Super Bowl in their backyard in Los Angeles, welcoming Cool Joe and the Cincinnati Bengals for sure. Just an excellent game for the NFC Championship. Definitely shout out to the Los Angeles Rams. Now, all right, Black, we're not going to make our predictions today, but we're just going to preview the Super Bowl. Of course, we got uh, a week in between. The Super Bowl will be next Sunday, February 13th, I believe. So we're just going to preview the game. Now, right now, uh, Vegas has the Rams as a four-point favorite uh, to win this game um, in the Super Bowl. Black, just what are your thoughts right now, man? Cincinnati, Los Angeles, what are your thoughts on this game? So, uh, well, right now, before we make our predictions uh, next week. Man, I think it's going to be a really, I think we're going to get a really good competitive football football game. It's, it's, it's going, this is going to, it's, it's going to be a few things with this game that I'm going to be looking for. How Cincinnati offensive line holds up against that, that great defensive line of the Rams. And, and everybody been talking about it. We've been hearing it. We've seen it on social media. How, how does Jamar Chase and Jalen Ramsey match up? And what is that going to look like? And um, I think our quarter—I believe our quarterback play is going to be really good. But I think we're going to get a very, very good Super Bowl, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's a lot of intriguing matchups in this game that you can look out for and be like, "Oh man, this is set. This, this could set up to be a really, really a great Super Bowl." So I'm, I'm excited for it, D. But definitely, defensive line versus a uh, Rams defensive line versus the Cincinnati offensive line. And those those matchups on the outside with Jalen Ramsey, Jamar Chase, and that receiving core. I want to see how they how they stack up against those guys. Yeah, I I share some of the same sentiments you do about the game. Uh, the two things for me, I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to see how Joe Burrow handles his Rams defense. I'm looking to see if he can stay poised, if he can make the great decisions and hold down against his Ram defense. This is the best defense that Joe Burrow is going to play in these playoffs. This is the best. He has the best DB in the league out there. He has the best overall defensive player out there. He has a Super Bowl MVP coming off the edges out there. He has veteran uh, uh, just defensive players around these guys out there. Like This is going to be the ultimate test for Joe Burrow. This will be it. And how will he be able to hang in there um, uh, against these guys is going to be a treat to see. And then obviously on the outside. I mean, Jamar Chase and, and Jalen Ramsey, you got the young bull and Chase, you know, going up against the best DB in the game, who's also a firecracker, who's also a dog. So we're going to get to see a real treat between these two guys uh, out here. And I want to see also, can Matthew Stafford seal the deal? Can Matthew Stafford kill the narrative? Can he kill the narrative of himself? Can Sean McVay finally get over the hump and win this Super Bowl? Can he do it? Or will the Cincinnati Bengals ruin the NFL's plans? 
Because the NFL had no plans of Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bagels being in this game, and they for sure ain't got no plans for them being the Super Bowl champions. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. So many different storylines, so many different avenues uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. We'll be covering the Super Bowl, um, talking about the Super Bowl. You know, we'll make our predictions um, next week um, as we get to the Super Bowl game. So I'm excited for this game. Like you say, you get some new blood, some new stories, um, and it's going to turn out to be a great one. I think this has the potential to be a great game, and um, that's what we hope for at least, man. You definitely hoping for at least that for sure. Yes, most definitely. All right, Black. So we're going to transition out of uh, the championship weekend and Super Bowl, and let's go ahead and stop by the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Oh man! Now, Black. <laughs> why haven't the Jacksonville Jaguars named the head coach? Well, well, well. More importantly, why haven't the Jacksonville Jaguars named Byron Lafwich and Adrian Wilson as a new head coach and general manners of this city? More importantly, why are the Jacksonville Jaguars still interviewing head coaches? More importantly, why are the Jacksonville Jaguars interviewing the entire league for a head coach? More importantly, the Jaguars have been interviewing for nine months to get a head coach. And there has still been no announcement made. What is going on, Black? Me and you have been talking. What is going on here in Jacksonville? And why isn't their uh, coach been named to this team? Well, I, for me personally, man, it's, it's mind-boggling that we have having to deal with this. But I just, I had to really sit back and think about this thing, man. Like, Every time that Jacksonville has fired a head coach, every time we fired a head coach, we've pulled the trigger really fast on the new coach. Yeah. And could it be some truth to could it be some truth to uh Todd Khan maybe taking his time and doing his just do to find the right guy actually this time? Or is it because of the general ma- general manager Belkey? No one wants to. No one wants to work with him. Uh, the narrative on him is that he's not one of the uh, favorites in the NFL as a GM. So, see, I really don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of conflicted, kind of confused. Would I, would I like to have a head coach by now? Yes, I would because there's so much work that we have to do in this upcoming draft, and you need somebody in there to let's get it started. But at the same time, I'm happy it's not being rushed because if we get another rush hire. Then we're going to be like, man, well, this guy didn't work out. He's time to hire another coach. So my hope is that, that Sean Conn is really taking his time. Should, should, should have Jacksonville should have had, Jacksonville had, did have more than enough time to do this and name a coach by now, but they haven't. We just got reports right before you called me in. Doug Patterson coming back in for a second interview. So that lets me know they don't know who the guy is. Crazy. They really don't know who the guy is. They're calling Doug Patterson back in for a second interview. And they also said that uh, Jim Caldwell is not not out of the mixes either. So it looks like we can see it a couple different ways. Jacksonville really just don't know. They screwed up everything with Brian Brian Leftwich and Adrian Wilson. Did they really screw that up and not give Brian what he wanted? Mm-hmm. Or is it that Sean Conn is really taking his time? 
those are the things that we really want. We we really want to know. We won't find out until a head coach didn't name what was the process like. So yeah, for Jaguar fans, I know it sucks. I know it sucks. But just look at it on the bright side. Every coach we hired fast never worked out. That's how I'm looking. That's how I'm gonna look at it, D. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna look at it. Every coach that we hired. And we hired fast. Boom. We, we, within a, a week or two, a couple weeks, we had a head coach. Boom. New head coach. This time, because it's taking so long, all the Jaguar fans and all the supporters of the Jaguars are like, well, what's going on? They're messing this up. Shah Khan doesn't know what he's doing. But Shah Khan literally could be taking his time. He could be. You really don't know. I know it's a long process. I know it's frustrating, but I'm going to ride with it until they name someone. Then I'll see how I feel about the hire then. Okay. And that'll let us know a lot about what's going on with the Jaguars. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're optimistic. <clears throat> I'm glad that you uh, are in good mood and good conditions uh, about this thing. <laughs> but um, I'm not. I'm not. My thing is <clears throat> for the Jaguars, you have a short list of candidates. And then you have a broader list of candidates. Of course, you do your full thorough research and you do what you need to do to get the right guys in the interview. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars got permission. I believe it was two weeks left in the regular season to start their coaching search. Am I correct on that? Yes, it did. So we are now heading into Super Bowl week and the Jacksonville Jaguars are still naming candidates to be reviewed. They just tried to get in contact with the Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator, but they could not secure that. They could not secure that. Now we're hearing Doug Peterson's back in the fold. Then we heard guys, uh, Nick Vangio coming out the blue. Friday, Thursday, we thought Byron and Andrew Wilson was going to be announced. Then we hear that New Orleans Saints are interviewing Byron Leftwich. So many things are going on out there. Now, do I condemn Shaq Khan for taking his time? No, I do not. You're supposed to do that. This is his franchise, and I know Shaq Khan is tired of losing, and Shaq Khan is tired of being embarrassed. But why has Trip Balky not been fired? Mm. This is my issue. My issue is not them trying to find the right coach. My issue is why Trent Baalke wasn't sent packing with Urban Meyer. Why? What has Trent Baalke done to deserve to keep his job? He wasn't that good in San Francisco. You see what happened in San Francisco? No, 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 no. He wasn't the general manager then. He wasn't the general manager. He was a, an assistant to the general manager. Okay. Trent Baalke <laughs> wasn't making no decisions, my boy. Okay. So I ain't giving him no Super Bowl trip. <laughs> Trent Baalke needs to be out of here. The Jacksonville Jaguar fan, ba- fan base is sick of always leaving some piece of the mold on the bread still around year after year. Trash the loaf of bread and get a brand new pack. Get a head coach and get a new general manager. This is my issue here. It's the same bull crap. The Jaguars always got something hanging over their heads. You ain't never, you don't never hear the Jaguars coming right out the shoot and get something done the right way. Now I ain't gonna lie. When you brought in Urban Meyer and Trent Balky together. That was something that a lot of people was optimistic about, but we've seen how that turned out. Yeah. So now you got guys coming in telling you, oh, under any circumstances, I will not work with Bulky. 
I will not work with Balky under any circumstances. You want me or Balky? It's, it's either one of us. Byron Leftwich looked Shaq Khan in his eyes and said, I'll be the head coach of Jaguars right now if you oh. get Trent Balky out of here. Shaq Khan did not get Trent Balky out of here. So we're waiting. There's only three teams left that need to announce head coaches. The Miami Dolphins, the Houston Texans, well, four teams. The Miami Dolphins, the Houston Texans, the Vikings, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. New Orleans Saints. Oh, excuse me, five teams, the New Orleans Saints. So I don't know what's taking so long. It's kind of got me anxious, but I'm a chill, Black. I'm a chill because we're going to have a State of the Union episode. Oh, most definitely. As soon as the head coach's name, we will be having a State of the Union episode. I just really want to get your thoughts real quick on what in God's green earth is going down here in Jacksonville. And while we the only team still getting alerts across our phones that they bringing in new coaches to interview. Yeah, and, 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 and I'm really thinking about this, and I shared this with you last week when we were talking about it. Like, this got me feeling like Sean Khan really is the one um, heading these interviews. I know we heard the names of, of guys that has had contact or some type of relationship with Belky. Okay, but none of these guys have gotten an interview. They bring in Vic Vanio, but they say that he he didn't interview for the head coaching position. That's what that's what something else about him becoming the D coordinator. Or, I don't I, I I don't know what's going on. And then we hear today about the guy from the Raiders, which I wouldn't be mad about because from what I hear, he's very well respected. The Raiders, he did such a, a great job taking over the Raiders. And then he'll come in here and be a disciplinary and, you know, get the respect of that locker room. So I wouldn't be super angry at that. But at the same time, when you tell me that Doug Patterson, who people said that he was off the list because he didn't want to work with Belky, but now he's coming in for another a second interview. This tells me Shaq Khan is really rethinking. Maybe could be potentially rethinking some things. If he's calling in Doug Patterson again for a second interview. I don't and know. And then rumors is Jim Caldwell still in the mix too, but he hasn't got a second interview uh, yet. And those were the first two guys that said they didn't want to work with Belky. So this tells me Sean Khan is winning all his options. He hasn't pulled the trigger on firing Belky yet. But if it, I think Sean Khan is really whoever's whoever he's talking to or whatever he's doing, he could potentially be potentially be doing it the right way this time. I put out man, I put in hope. Yeah, he's doing it the right time and let him be the one that makes the correct decision for the Jaguars and not Trent Elke. You know, we don't yeah. want that. But if and, and that but that tells me if Doug Patterson's coming back in for a second interview, Sean Khan really wants to see what this man has to offer and not worried about uh the issues with Trent, uh, with uh Trent Belkey. He's overlooking the Belkey thing right now and really want to see who helps to win. And if it's somebody he believes in and want Belkey gone, I believe he's gonna be gone. But He's doing the he's doing the due diligence to the to the process and keep hiring these guys to find the right fit for Jaguars. Well, and that's what I'm gonna go with, be, and, and that's what we just gonna have to continue waiting. We hate waiting, well, but that's what well, we just gonna have to sit around and wait. Hopefully, this week will be the week, so we'll see. Yeah, well, you make it sound real sweet, my boy. I, and uh, 
I'm a roll with that. I'm a chill. I'm a roll with that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a roll on your sentiments and your thoughts, my boy, because you made it sound real good, my boy. If you were selling that house today, I probably would have bought it, my boy. <laughs> So uh, well, I'm saying you didn't, you 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 wouldn't have thought about that. No, see, no, we we've no. been around Jackson for a long the time. Answer, we didn't have a lot of coaches coming through here. No, the answer is no. And, 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 and the hires have always been quick, right? Yeah, that yeah, the, yeah, it has. And I and I hear everything you're saying, but I ain't trying to settle down in none of that. I ain't trying to settle down in none of that. We lost black again. I ain't trying to settle down in none of that, man. The Jaguars need to get it together, bro. And they need to tighten up, man. We can't wait to get our uh, Jacksonville course, uh, Jacksonville Jaguar correspondent Rashad Robinson uh, back in studio, so we could talk about this thing as well. Love to hear uh, his take. All right, we got black. We got black back on the line. You good, I'm bro? Sorry. Hey, man. So we're gonna go ahead and transition into the NBA. All right. So the All Star starters were named. I can't wait to get your thoughts on this, man. We're gonna kind of breeze through this, and then we're gonna get to the Royal Rumble. The All-Star starters okay. were named. The Eastern Conference All-Star starters are Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, well done, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Trey Young got the nod at the point guard position. Now, let's go to the West. We got Raymond, top vote getter. We got Jokic, the MVP. We got Steph Curry, arguably MVP of the league so far. We got John Morant, well done. And then we got Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> My boy, we not Devin Booker, not Chris Paul. We got Andrew Wiggins. Now, Andrew Wiggins is having a great year for the Golden State Warriors. I think Andrew Wiggins is averaging like 21 points a game. He got like seven rebounds. I mean, he's having a very solid, productive year. But excuse me. Andrew Wiggins is not Devin Booker, and this is absolutely trash. Yes, it is. Why is Andrew Wiggins a starter in the All-Star game? This is absolutely horrendous. I am absolutely sick to my stomach about this. And look, I'm not dissing Wiggins, man, because he deserves to be on the all-star team, maybe coming off the bench. But this man don't deserve to be an all-star over Devin Booker. He just does not deserve to be an all-star over Devin Booker. And and I, and I hate to say it. I hate, I hate, I hate doing this to Andrew Wiggins. But the report came out the other day that Andrew Wiggins um, received almost a third or fourth most votes, bruh. And they said the ambassador, the global ambassador for the Golden State Warriors, he's some guy like Cross Seas, and he has almost eight, he got like 18, he got like a billion followers or something. He's, I don't know who he is, but he Cross Seas. And they say this man is responsible for all of his followers overseas on getting Andrew Wiggins into a starting role in the All-Star game. Now, Black, when you saw Andrew Wiggins' name come across your phone as being a starter in the All-Star game and not Devin Booker, what were your thoughts, Black? Man, I look at this I said, this guy, is, this is some BS, man. <laughs> this is some BS. Like, come on, man. How many years are we going to continue to overlook Devin Booker? 
Yeah, man. How many, how many years are we going to continue to overlook Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, man. Like, what a, like it's, it's, it's other guys in the Western Conference, man, that should have had this spot over uh, Andre Weasel. I'm not saying the guy hasn't had a, a bad year. He's having a good He's year. He's had a good year, but you telling me the only person to get a nod from the best team in the NBA from the Phoenix Suns is the head coach? Disgusting. That's horrible, man. Come on now. Let's Disgusting. stop doing this. Disgusting. Let's stop it. Disgusting. And I, I, I just don't understand that, man. Now Wiggins, you know, I, I, and I think he, I know he got announced as a starter, but we know the All-Star game is, you know, is different because they do the draft now for the game. But I don't expect him to get drafted, you know, maybe close to the last pick somewhere. You know, I, I just don't understand why the NBA would allow this to happen and continue to let guys who are well-deserving of a, uh, uh, to be named the uh, Western Conference starter for the All Star game, be overlooked. Because the NBA, and they have to change his feed. Um, I don't care about no followers. Or he's from he, I think he's from Canada, so that what you say kind of makes sense because he's from Canada. So no, ain't no, no. It's some dude in Hong Kong or something like that. That's the ambassador for the Warriors. Something. Oh, okay. And, and that's right. what, it ain't got nothing to do with him being from Canada. Hell, Joel and B from Nigeria or something like that, ain't he? Yeah, you're right. I thought it was for somebody. Man, look, man. No, the NBA needs to get rid of the fan vote. Definitely do. That's what this comes down to. And I know the NBA is a fan-friendly league. And hell, I voted for LeBron. I sent a tweet out for for John Morant. I I voted. I did too. But it's like, come on, man. I just don't understand. And I guess uh, the way LeBron, you know, his, his stretch he had when he was going insane, because we thought Steph later had this uh, lead vote getting wrapped up, but LeBron found a way to walk him down. I was like, wow, these fans are Oh, come on, man. It's, it's Raymond, bro. <laughs> it's Raymond. He walking down who was last year, Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant thought he had something, but he got walked down himself. But look, bro. Yeah, and I, and I was saying this based on what we've seen from the Warriors this year, man. And Steph was just playing out of his mind, so he thought it would be a, a year that Brian didn't get it, but Brian got it again with, uh, with the lead most, but listen, man. Uh, Andrew Wiggins definitely shouldn't be an all-star starter. That, that They got to fix this fan vote thing and, and just let it be what the, the head coaches and the media, whoever, but they got to change, D. Listen, man, not this to Andrew Wiggins, man. Really not. Really not. He's having a nice season, and he deserves to be an all-star reserve. He deserves to be an all-star reserve. I'll give him that because he is having the best season he's had in his career. He's having the best season. But come on, man. This man ain't Devin Booker. This man, this man ain't Donovan Mitchell. Like you said, this man, he ain't that. He ain't that, bro. And, and the fan vote just got to go, bro. Like get the fans to participate somehow, some other way, man. But not this, bro. Not this. Now, this is crazy. And, and Andrew Wiggins, if you just so happy to hear this, bro, we love you, bro. Keep hooping, dog. <laughs> Keep hooping, dog. This ain't got nothing to do with you per se, bro. This just got something to do with, by God. Y'all want to rock like this NBA for what? So if I was Adam Silver and them votes would have came down before they even made it to the public, I would have been like, oh, no. Nah. Oh, no. Nah. No. Nah. Take Wiggins out. 
Take him out. Take him out and put Devin Booker in. That's what we need to do. Take him out, but that's what I would have did. But, you know, hey, that's why I'm not Adam Silver because they probably would have found out I did it, my boy, and I would have been out. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have yeah, been out. They would have put you out, bro. Yeah. They would they would have put me out, bro. So I'm glad that uh you know I'm not in his position. All right, Black. Let's go ahead and come out of the NBA and we'll be getting back to our regular, you know, NBA uh talks and discussions as we wind down this football season, man. Um a lot to talk about in the NBA, and we'll be getting back to that. But Black, let's go ahead and get into the W. W E, my boy. It is WrestleMania season. The Royal Rumble took place this past Saturday night. And I was I was I was saying this to open up the show. This was one of the better pay-per-views from the WWE that I had seen in quite some time. Top to bottom, just a very, very good pay-per-view. Um, just good stuff overall, Black. So Black, let's go ahead and get into the highlighted spots of the night. Black, let's go ahead and start with the Women's Royal Rumble. We got the return of the Rowdy One, Rowdy, Rowdy, Ronda Rousey, return to the WWE after almost a two-year hiatus. Um, you know, Ronda went on to spend time with her family and welcome a brand-new baby girl into this world. And now she is back in the squared circle where she won the Rumble. Black, what did you think about the return of Rousey? And how did it feel watching her come back um, and do what she did to win the Rumble? Man, uh, it felt good, and I enjoyed the Royal Rumble, man. I really did. Like, I have to agree with you. Up and down, I mean, top to bottom, man, it was it was a really, really good uh, pay-per-view. And, man, I enjoyed every bit of it. And, man, to see Ronda Rousey back, you know, after giving birth to her child, it's, it's amazing, man. She needed to be back. Everybody was missing her. I get, I'm getting the same feel of how it was when Becky was on her run when she came back, mm-hmm. and um, and you know she confronted uh Ronda Rousey. Like it's giving me that same type of feel. Now the tables are turned. She's back, and Becky's on her high horse doing her thing. So we are gonna see, man. But I enjoyed having her seeing seeing her uh come to the Royal Rumble and winning it. It was it was really big time for the WWE. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope to see Becky back. I mean, uh, Ronda back. I enjoyed to see it. Uh, Ronda looks a little thicker these days after having the baby. Uh, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> you can, you you can, can tell. Yeah, you can tell because you know we used to seeing her in the you know this outstanding shape being in the UFC, and you know she still she still is beautiful mm-hmm. and still looks like a great athlete. But Ronda definitely looked a little different, and, and as a result of that, she came off a lot more powerful, my boy. She was uh really throwing them girls around in that ring, uh doing the Royal Rumble, and to me, I was impressed how Ronda was moving and and, and what she was doing. Uh, Ronda just gonna be Ronda. She was smiling a lot, trying to hold a character, and I appreciated that because she was living in the moment, man. She was living in the moment, and I wasn't mad seeing her win it. But I'm not gonna lie to you, I wanted Sasha Banks to win this thing. I wanted her to win it. I wanted Sasha to get her uh, get an opportunity at some shine. And she was eliminated very, very, very early. And that was trash. That was trash to see her eliminated like that. I'm still waiting on the WWE to give Sasha its proper run during its highlighted time of the year, which is now. And she's just not going to get that. I don't know what they're going to do with Sasha. But I'm not upset that Rousey gets a chance to either A, you know, pick up steam with Becky 
or go the other route and finish off what her beef was with Charlotte. Because she can go either way. I hope she leans towards Becky and picks her um, for WrestleMania. But we'll just have to wait and see how that goes down. All right, Black. We also crowned a new WWE champion. The almighty Bobby Lashley took care of uh, Brock Lesnar. Becoming the new WWE champion with the help of Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman. And uh, the, the bloodline. Um, and as a result of that, Bobby Lashley is the new champion. Black, what did you think about how Lesnar lost the title and Lashley regaining the belt, obviously setting up Lesnar and Reigns for WrestleMania? That's obviously right? Yeah, it got to be the obvious pick here. But you want to know something, D? Paul Heyman just disgusts me. He disgusts <laughs> me, man. <laughs> like I, I, I don't understand. I'm, I'm loving what we getting from Brock right now. You right. know him not being that, you know that bad guy to heal. You know I like this Brock. Even you know I, I love, love this Brock. But I love this Brock. And I also, and I also love what we getting from Roman Reigns. Him being the bad guy because I, for some reason I just I just can't get with uh, the cool the cool Roman Reigns. I like this Roman Reigns, but man, yes. Paul Heyman is a snake. He is. I lose a snake, and I can't wait. I hope it happens tonight on Raw. I hope he gets his hands on Paul Heyman tonight. <laughs> With some bad intentions, boy, because me personally, that match between him and Bobby Lasley, if it wasn't in the field for, of course, you know, Brock would still have the belt, but, you know. They have to they, they have to do something and with the few you knew it just wasn't gonna go away with him and Roman Reigns. Of course. So when sees Roman Reigns come out there and interfere with it and you know cause him the belt, it was it was good to watch. It was very exciting. Yeah, and I'm excited for what, what this thing is going to set up and what the really the headline was right. Paul Heyman, Samuel Brock in the back and Brock getting revenge on Roman Reigns. So it's setting up to be yeah. a good match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I think WWE is in a good space. I mean, when Reigns caught COVID and had to miss uh, the day one pay-per-view, they was able to alternate and get the match done with Lesnar and Lashley, which should have been done, you know, while these guys were in their prime. So that rivalry between Lashley and Lesnar, it worked. Putting a belt on Lesnar, sending him on the over the Raw, him and, Le- him and Lashley doing their thing, it worked. It worked. And then you bring in Seth Rollins mm-hmm. over to SmackDown, recreating the storyline with the Shield and everything like that. It worked. So the WWE got kind of lucky at the expense of Roman Reigns getting COVID. So I appreciated the Royal Rumble because of the storylines aligned the way that they did. Now, Lashley winning the title, I'm not upset with that. I like this version of Bobby Lashley. I have a I had a uh, a reputation of calling him trash Bobby Lashley for a long time, but I feel like Lashley has found his niche. He's found it. I love the way he dresses. I love the alliance with MVP. I just like this version of Bobby Lashley like I love with Brock Lesnar. The match was great. Love Roman interfering. Just awesome. All right, Black, let's transition over to Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Man, what theater. What theater between those two guys. I enjoyed. That was the first match of the night. And I enjoyed Rollins coming out in the shield gear. I enjoyed, you know, Roman Reigns playing the part like he's just, you know, tormented by the past. Just really good stuff. And uh, Roman Reigns just lost it. He lost it. And I didn't I didn't like how the match ended, but I did. Because you can't have Rollins lose clean going into WrestleMania. 
And then it leaves the door open for their feud to continue down the line, sort of like Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns is doing right now. So um, how did you feel about Roman Reigns and uh, Seth Rollins? Uh, man, it was a, it was a great match. I, I'm still trying. I'm still trying to come around with this Seth Rollins character. I ain't, I'm really not big on this character. He, oh, I love it. He's doing right now. I love it. But um, the the the, uh, the match and the storyline itself with them being, you know, the old Shield rivalries and all that, you know, it was it was really really good. The match was really really good too. For yes, him to it was. Disqualified. I kind of I kind of thought that was. Yes, but I thought they should have, you know, let that match go until we we had a a winner. But you know, Roman Reigns won it by disqualification. But uh, overall, man, they did a good job moving Seth Rollins over to SmackDown to give Roman Reigns somebody he can go back and forth with. Because other than Brock, he really didn't have any. Like, he really didn't have anyone. So right, right. I like. I definitely like what the WWE did with that, and hopefully. That'll be something, you know, after the Brock and uh, Les- I mean, after the Lesnar and Roman Reigns few uh, passes, maybe uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns could be something they can build on. Yeah. Um, I love the Seth Rollins character because he's the most chameleon-like superstar where he can really do anything. If you look back at Seth Rollins since he got into the Shield, he's literally had four different characters, bro. He's had the S.H.I.E.L.D. character. He joined the corporation with, like, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. He came out of that and was a fan favorite during a time when he was dealing with The Fiend. He came out of that and turned into the Messiah. Then after the Messiah, he turned into, like, this Joker-type character uh, with the laughing. So he's just the best at evolving his character. And I love it. I just love Seth Trent. I love the drip god and the suits and everything. I just think it's dope. And for him to, you know, get to a point where... They put that on display versus Roman Reigns. I thought it was great. The match was great. The energy was great. I don't know how they're going to end that rivalry because it's not over with. It's not. But you definitely feel the bill between Reigns and Lesnar uh, coming up for WrestleMania. You still got another pay-per-view in between with the Elimination Chamber. So there's still a lot of momentum that has to be covered before we get to the final WrestleMania uh, pay-per-view and that card. So look forward to seeing how those journeys uh, line up. All right, Black, let's yeah, stop. I, Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know one thing. I'm sorry, one thing. I don't know what's going to happen, but it looks like Brock just got a shot tonight, so I don't know what's going to happen. He didn't get a shot. He, no, uh, Brock Lesnar is going to be in the Elimination Chamber uh, oh, pay-per-view. okay, all right. So the Elimination well, Chamber okay, is next right. month. So that's the last stop before WrestleMania, uh, the Elimination okay. Chamber. So um, there's that's, that's why I was saying it's a lot more ground to be covered before we get to WrestleMania. All right. Yeah, most definitely. And last but not least, the men's Royal Rumble. Um, <laughs> you just never know what you're gonna get with the men's Royal Rumble, including a Brock Lesnar win. So Brock Lesnar loses the championship. He enters the Royal Rumble. He indeed wins the Royal Rumble, and now he has opportunity to pick his champion and who he wants to face in the main main event of WrestleMania. The Royal Rumble was solid this year. It, it it wasn't one of the better rumbles, but it was pretty good. I, you know, the Royal Rumble is an opportunity for a star to elevate. Now, all reports have came out today and said the original plan was for Matt Riddle to win the Rumble. Riddle was supposed to win the Rumble, but they scratched those plans for Lesnar after what happened with Lashley, and they went ahead and let Lesnar win the Rumble. So, Black, what do you think about that? They had Riddle slated to win the Rumble, but that didn't happen due to the plans of obviously a bigger superstar in Brock Lesnar. Oh, that's kind of, I think that's kind of whack. I like, 
I like, I like little, little man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't like I don't like what happened with that, but um, most definitely, man. You you with WrestleMania coming up, you have to go with the big superstar. But it would have been dope to see uh, what's his name? Uh, Riddle. I forgot his name. Riddle. It would have been uh good to see Riddle win it. But I understand, you know, you gotta have your big stars on display for WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at it, but I would have loved to see Riddle win. I would have loved to see what would have happened there, you know? I could yeah. definitely see him in a few with Roman Reigns. I definitely could see him in a few with Bobby Lashley, but more so Reigns. I could have definitely seen him more so Reigns because if Reigns is going to lose the championship, he's definitely going to have to lose it to someone who's a huge fan favorite. He's going to have uh-huh. to lose it to someone who's just over on the fans, and Riddle has been over on the fans since he's been in NXT. So the fans love him, but now you're in a situation now where Brock Lesnar has this slightly babyface character, and you got to think the WWE Universe is going to be leaning towards Lesnar beating Reigns and rooting for that to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's what the WWE Universe will lean towards if indeed Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar indeed face off uh, at WrestleMania, but... Overall, I thought it was a decent Royal Rumble match. Um, would have loved to see Riddle win, but hey, I'm not mad at Lesnar. Now, if, it w- if this would have been the same old Brock Lesnar, I would have been pissed. But I love this yeah. Cowboy Lesnar character. I love it. It's great. It's great. Yeah, he's talking him. more. He's funny. He's like just, you know, just going really off script. And a lot of people have said this is the real Brock Lesnar. Like the Lesnar that we're getting on camera, this is who he really is in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to seeing how that develops. And of course, Black, you know, Royal Rumble enters WrestleMania season and we'll be covering it, man, as we get forward, as we get closer and closer uh, to WrestleMania. So that's going to wrap up today's show, man. Episode 161 of the Sports Desk. Black, you got any final thoughts before we get out, man? No, man, just want to just want to say I appreciate all the love and support that we get from our. Listeners and everyone who, who who rocking with us, man, we appreciate it. Y'all keep rocking with us. A lot of big things coming, man, from the sports desk. Yes, sir. All right, Black, I'm going to catch up with you, man. I'm going to close this thing out. All right, yo. All right. All right, guys. We hope you guys, uh, you know, enjoyed this episode. And I had a lot of fun doing this one for sure. Shout out Freddie Briggs. Shout out for Black calling in, man. Uh, really had a good time discussing uh, everything for sure. Um, so yeah, so, uh, let's see. Um, we may or may not be doing an episode next week. We'll see. We may take a week off with the Super Bowl and then we'll come back a uh, Super Bowl week and have the convers have conversations leading up to the game, but we'll see how that goes. Um, other than that, man, um, you guys take care, be safe, appreciate all the support, all the love, all the retweets, all the likes, um, sharing the episodes, sharing, you know, everything about the sports desk. If you're looking for somebody, if somebody's out there looking for a brand new sport, a brand new sports show, something fresh, something raw, hey, send them the sports desk, man. Send them DM Black and uh, see if they would, uh, you know, see if they will enjoy the show. I got a feeling that they would enjoy the show. All right. So uh, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I think Black is Black ENL3. I'm Dedrick Hicks Jr. on Twitter and Instagram as well. And uh, that's pretty much it, guys. You guys take care. Be cool. And we will see you guys. Well, we will talk to you guys maybe next week. Maybe next week for 162 or it might be the week after that. We shall see if we don't. We'll tweet something and put it out there uh, if we're off that week or not. All right. You guys take care and we'll talk to you soon.
to go? Are you ready 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 to go? Hey, this would do some sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show.